I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to KSL Outdoors Radio. We're going to check in with the old mule skinner here, who is back from the high country. Safe and sound, I hope. <laughs> Navi, you weren't a part of this conversation last week, were you? You know what? I love that you gave WIO his old theme music. <laughs> he's, he's the old mule skinner now, and he's uh, back from the Wind Rivers. Charlie, you made it back in one piece. Yeah, made it back safe and sound. We had a great trip out Saturday morning. It was kind of foggy because it snowed Friday night. Uh, but no, things went well. Uh, I was telling the boys uh, when we started the program today, I I don't know that you sent those same photos to uh, Russ and probably not to Navi, but that one shot of you guys all geared up with uh, all of your rain gear on, riding the mules through a, a big field with a uh, storm bearing down on you, it reminded me of looking at an old uh, Western movie. You know, I had a lady call me uh, from New Mexico today, and she said, do I have your permission to draw that picture and uh so anyway she's going to draw it or paint it and uh, give me a copy oh wow but i really i thought it was stunning i thought it was really good so she's going to paint it and then send it to you yes oh i would love that yeah wio you're an icon you're legit when you get up <laughs> into the winds that gives you legitimacy but when you go through the storm and keep on charging you're legit yeah Navi, you you have a love for the Wind Rivers, but uh, oh my gosh, who doesn't love the winds? You've probably like, never been in on a mule, have you? No, no, I haven't ridden too many mules in my life. Um, but yeah, it's the perfect it's the perfect vehicle. Come on, and they were made for each other. Yeah, you you, you take a horse and a donkey and mix them. You got a mule, which is big. Donkey can go, and <laughs> and they're not afraid, and they don't fall over. Uh, it's the perfect. Perfect vehicle for the Wind Rivers, one of the last real wilderness frontiers in this country. Charlie, you talk about, Navi talks about not being afraid. You said that uh, the animals handled the, the weather really well. They did. The mules, they don't get, they don't freak out uh, like horses do. They they handled it really well. Uh, the train, as we talked about on the previous interview uh it was pretty dicey and rocky in places but what they do as mules is they really get into the zone and they watch their feet really carefully and uh and if they attempt it you know darn good and well 
you're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, because if they won't do it, then it could be dangerous. But if they are willing to do it, you're going to be okay. Let, let me give you an analogy here, and I don't know whether this works or not. I, I've not been a, I've ridden a horse, never ridden a mule, haven't done a lot, and I only do it occasionally. But I can tell you from riding a motorcycle that when you get a new motorcycle, it takes a little while to get used to it and okay. be, be comfortable on it. And if you have yes. if you have somebody like my wife rides behind me, Becky rides behind me. If she mm-hmm. d- isn't sitting comfortably and she's agitated or she's not comfortable, it can make my job mm-hmm. of driving tough. Does any of that fit with what you experience with the mule? That is an excellent analogy, Tim. Because uh, first of all, mules are crazy sensitive. And when I first started riding back in January, I was scared to death. And it's like a a trainer once said, once you get in the saddle and put your foot in the stirrups, it's like plugging in your hard drive to that mule Mm. because that mule is reading everything about you. And if you're nervous, they're going to be nervous because they're wondering what in the heck is going on. And uh, as I've ridden and ridden, got more time in the saddle, uh, I can get on Gracie or Lily. And once I get on, they're fine. And uh, but you move as a like, for example, when we were coming out Saturday morning, we had to go up the side of a mountain. It was a huge mountain and it was about 15 to 20 switchbacks going up. And Gracie knew somehow we were going back to the trailhead and she wasn't stopping. And uh, she was just just like her feet were like pistons. And and I was moving in perfect synchronization with her. You just move with the animal, kind of like what you do with the motorcycle. You just you move with her, and you become one. Yeah, and uh, it's really a cool experience. Yeah, Navi, I know you wanted to talk about the fishing, but uh, somebody up there had a GoPro, and the pictures of uh, the Goldens are beautiful. Uh-huh. Yeah, how could yeah. any picture of a gold not be beautiful? Well, it was cool because uh, the fishing was uh, admittedly in the lakes were a little bit slow. There was a high-pressure system. It was warm, really unseasonably warm, until the last two days. Uh, but they did hook into some 16-inch goldens that were, were, were beautiful, and they, they fight like whatever you want to compare it to. I mean, they, <laughs> they don't give up. And when they, you know, you come into shore and you think you've got them, they you know, take your line out uh, to the backing because they just don't give up. But they're they're wonderful fighters. Does that sound like a familiar story to you, Navi, since you've well, done this? it's a wild fish. You know, um, like it's been said that when you're fishing the Green River, you, they fight for a minute and then they realize they're hooked, so they just lay over and just come in and let you take the hook out. <laughs> These yeah. fish, they have never done that. They have no idea what they're doing, and you're scaring the crap no. out of them when they're out of the water, so they go to a new level. Um, but that water is gorgeous. It's clear. It's great for filming. It was. And it's loaded with oxygen, so they're going to get all kinds of resuscitated. And, yeah, it, what you weren't alone. Last week was a terrible high pressure here, too. Fishing was awful everywhere. <laughs> I will say that the, that the streams were loaded with brookies, and that was a lot of fun. I mean, everybody that had a fly rod, uh, every cast, it was boom, boom, and they were using – uh, dry flies, and it was quite entertaining. R- remind me again, did you find one camp spot and just use that as base to go around to different places and come back every night, or what? how did you handle it? Actually, we did. As we went past Tao Park, 
um, we found an absolutely gorgeous campsite. It had everything that we were looking for. It was flat. It was big. You know, had a lot of room for space. Uh, had a lot of trees for shade. And then in the park or the meadow, <clears throat> there was a lot of feed for the pack goats and also the mules. And so we base camped there for quite a few days and just loved it. And then those that went fishing, they would hike up to the lakes and then come back. So we had a great setup. Do you have any bears come in and uh, bother you at all? Or what other wildlife did you see? Not at all. Uh, we, uh, I did call ahead, talk to the Forest Service. They had no incidences of black bears at all uh, this summer in the, the lower winds. So we felt good about that. We did hang our food or we did put them in bear boxes with our, our mule panniers. I will say this, because of the time of year that we were there, first thing in the morning when the guys that were going out, I heard this bugle and it was a big bull. And I thought, wait a minute, that's not Dave Swiss calling. That was a real <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. You could hear it grunt. And then at late at night, too, you could hear the bulls bugling, too. So we were in there a great time of year. Navi, you haven't done any rough-it camping in a while, have you? Oh, come on. Um, no, that's true. I was wondering if you were going to be honest yeah, about that. Yeah, my fair share. I've done more than my fair share. I, I live for it. Now I just live vicariously through my boys who literally do it every weekend. And I love that they have that disease. It's a brilliant disease to have. And the only cure is plenty of time in the wilderness. And I, if I guess I need to ride a mule because my knees are metal, my shoulders metal, and uh, I, I think I think WIO Charlie's killing it. This might be my new direction because I do miss those places. When he described that bull elk, oh man, late at night by the fire and you're yeah. hearing the bugling, it yeah. doesn't get better than that. And that camp spot. So, are you done with two mules, or do you think you'll expand the herd? Oh man, it's tempting. Um, I'm kind of sort of looking for number three, but I'm I'm going to stick with two mules for about a, a year. All right. Um, well, actually, we're going down to Bryce Canyon next week for three days to go ride some more. Nice. Uh, I could see you looking over your shoulder to see if Mama was anywhere in the room when you were thinking about a third one. <laughs> hey, Charlie. That's right. Charlie. Yeah. Why don't you bring your pals here from KSL Radio Get us some mules. Let's get up in the winds and he's, broadcast. He's begging Let, us to do it. Let's do we a show. Do let's do a show in the winds next summer. I'd love to do that, and I know yeah, where to take you too. I'm already planning next summer too. So no, I'm hooked, Tim. Uh, yeah. This is the funnest I've had in a long time. I can tell, and I appreciate you taking us along for a little bit of the ride, Charlie. Thank you. Well, thank you, Tim we'll- Navi. No worries. We love you, buddy. We will cut the old mule skinner loose here, and uh, Navi's going to hang in with us. We'll do some fish bites when we come back. Yeah! Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? 
Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.